It is Friday, July 19th, and this is The Rally. Hey everybody, Adam Giardino with you, and it's time for another episode of The Rally. Scranton Wilkesbury, they took the first two games from Columbus. They lost Wednesday, and yesterday they were going to take three out of four. They were trying to take three out of four from the Columbus Clippers, and that's exactly what they did. It seemed as if it was going to be hard at points, then easy at points, and then once again hard, but the Rail Riders prevailed, and they won 7-6 over Columbus. The Clippers started off with three runs in the first inning, walk, line out, double homer. So four batters in, 3 nothing. Columbus had a lead. But the Rail Riders, they responded and they tried to slowly build their their boil, but, but offensively it took just four pitches for Mike Ford to make his mark. Two balls, one strike, nobody out, leadoff man, bottom of the first inning, and Mike towers one to right field. Headed back, Johnson to the warning track, to the wall. Get out of here. 20th home run of the year for Mike Ford. Down three to nothing after three outs, and the Rail Riders answer as quickly as they possibly can. Leadoff man with a solo blast. We're back within a pair. So that made it one nothing, and the Rail Riders got some runs on the board in the second inning. Billy Burns single. Zach Zaner tripled him home. And then Wendell Reho struck out before Mike Ford connected on a double. So two runs were home in the inning, and the game was tied at three. But still, Mike Ford in scoring position. There were two outs in the inning, and the batter was Bravik Valera. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Ford now at third. Pitch to Bravik. Ground ball to the right side. That's past Bradley and through for a base hit. It's an RBI single for Bravik Valera, and the Rail Riders have scored a third run in this inning. Now lead at 4-3, bottom two, and Eric Kratz heading to the plate. The Rail Riders took a 4-3 lead, and they added runs in the third and the fourth to make it 6-3, but that was when Columbus started its comeback. A run in the fifth on a single from Yu Chang, a solo home run in the sixth inning from Trace Thompson, his second of the series, and his 23rd of the season. And then in the seventh inning, Yu Chang delivered again with an RBI double. That tied the game at six. Yu Chang in yesterday's game was three for three with two walks, two runs batted in, reached base all five times he came up. So the game was tied at six as we moved to the bottom of the seventh, and the first two men in the inning were retired. So Wendell Riho came to bat the number nine hitter, and he walked. That extended the inning for Mike Ford, who walked. And runners were at first and second, and Tyro Estrada came up. A ball, two strikes, the pitch, swing, and a line drive, hooked to left field, and it's a base hit down to the corner. One run scores, Mike Ford gets the stop sign at third. He holds there, but this is a Rail Riders lead. RBI double, Tyro Estrada, he cruises into second, and it's 7-6, granted Wilkes-Barre. 7-6 the score there, and Estrada had runners Still, it's second and third with two away. They intentionally walked Bravik Valera to load the bases, but Eric Kratz flew out to right field, and so the Rail Riders settled for the one run, the go-ahead run, in the bottom of the seventh. At this point, Jonathan Holder had entered in out of the bullpen for the Rail Riders, and he was electric. Two and a third innings, no hits, no runs. He left the door open a crack for Columbus's comeback in the ninth. Two walks in the inning, but there were two outs when Ryan Flaherty came to bat. Clippers tied the game in the seventh. The Rail Riders pushed right back ahead. RBI base hit from Tyro Estrada. No balls, two strikes, two down. The pitch swing and a miss. Good night. 
Jonathan Holder gets the final two and a third innings done, and the Rail Riders take three out of four from the Columbus Clippers. Holder gets the job done for his first win of the season in a game that took three hours, 23 minutes to complete. It was worth the wait for Rail Riders fans. 6,464 fans came out on a beautiful night at PNC Field. Before yesterday's game, our very own Joe Vasile had a chance to sit down and chat with Rail Riders pitching coach Tommy Phelps. The topic of the week is pitching phenom Davey Garcia. The 20-year-old made his AAA debut earlier this week, and though it's a wide-ranging interview for a few minutes with Tommy, that's exactly where we begin. His thoughts on the 20-year-old Davey Garcia. Well, I'll tell you, you know, him being 20 years old, yep. first outing in AAA, his composure on the mound. I mean, he's he's taking command and taking control of uh, – of what he's doing out there you know he shows a lot of poise and a lot of maturity mm-hmm. and that's the you know besides the stuff starting off right there you could see how and his focus in between innings coming in off the bench I mean it was uh mm-hmm. it was fun to watch from such a young player and um and you know stuff wise it's all you know everybody's heard about it or read about it um you know he's got a good fastball and all the secondary pitches are really good and, you know, he did a nice job for his first outing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's one outing. Uh, you can't really judge or think, you know, off of one outing. But, you know, you can see the stuff is there. And, and then, you know, obviously as he gets older and as he matures in his career, you know, his pitchability, how he uses his stuff, his uh, quality and consistency of the execution of it, you know, is going to improve. And, you know, excited to have him, excited to be able to work with him and, and to share whatever knowledge I can to help him, you know, mature as as a pitcher and, and as he goes up and, and uh, work from there. Yeah, he gave up a couple of hits in the first inning. seemed like the command might not have been there, but settled in nicely. Was it something you said, or was it just kind of the nerves of that first inning maybe wearing off? No, I, yeah, I, you know, we pretty much, we had our pregame uh, meeting, went over everything, and, mm-hmm. and then during the game, you know, just pretty much let him let him go. I mean, he was fine. He was in control. Um and, you know, from there, I mean, I think he was fine even after the first inning. You know, some of his, you know, the choices and stuff maybe could have been different off of what he was seeing and doing. But um, but for the most part, you know, he was good. And, um, you know, we worked on some stuff in the bullpen today. And, you know, just to keep doing what he was doing in A and in high A before that. And, mm-hmm. you know, and just, and just keep the process of the development going on. What does he need to do to be successful not only here but then – obviously at the next level with the Yankees well and you know with that it's just and it's with every pitcher it's in the minor leagues it's the consistency and quality of the execution um of all their pitches um being able to make pitch after pitch and you know you get up there and you'll get some at bats where guys are fighting stuff off and you're making good pitch and they're fighting it off well you got to be able to repeat and make another good pitch and um you know the fastball command you know that that gets to be an elite area you know he he can really do a lot of things because his equipment is really good and he can exploit a lot of different hitters different ways with what he's got and it's just a matter of him maturing he's 20 years old and um so it's going to be fun to work with him here with rail riders pitching coach tommy phelps after davy garcia on monday tuesday daniel camarena came out and had another great outing six and two-thirds 10 strikeouts at one point on only 66 pitches. Uh, what have you seen out of him this year, now getting a chance to work with him again, and, and how he seems like he's really elevated his game over the last five or six starts? Well, you know, he's 
he's always been such a hard worker. I mean, I've known Cam since he was 18, 19 years old, and uh, and I was so excited he got the opportunity to go to the big leagues that, you know, it, it came up and it felt just perfect where, uh, you know, he got the opportunity to go up there and um, at least to experience it for one day. But, uh, you know, he's one of the hardest working guys, you know, I've been around, mm-hmm. and his preparation is, uh, you know, for the games, for his stuff. Um, everything he's you know he's he's top notch and you know he's made some adjustments about the last month where you know some things in his delivery to allow him to be able to execute better and you know and and he's been able to do it and bring it into the games and you know the other day he was able to keep guys between speeds he was able to move his fastball in and out and the height of it and able to you know throw off speed early in the counts and then finish some guys late in the counts with it so he did a nice job of mixing his pitches with the execution and being able to keep the guys off balance you know and that's what hitting you know hitting's timing Mm -hmm. and if you're able to execute and command different pitches you're able to upset their timing a little bit and it makes it a little bit easier because it's tough to hit Mm -hmm. and um and you know, and that's what he's doing right now. And he's executing and, and making a lot of good pitches, and he's having good results from it. Mm-hmm. Finally, tonight's starting pitcher Chance Adams struggled a little bit last year. Was coming back from the off-season injury, but it seems like this year is it's kind of regained his form from where he was a couple of years ago. What's been the biggest difference in your mind between Chance Adams in 2018 and 2019? Well. You know, I don't know if there's a huge difference. You know, it seems like he's got a little more deception in his his stuff right now. Um, He's being able to make pitches when he needs to in certain counts, certain at-bats to finish the at-bats. As in, you know, his first couple years here, he'd have some extended at-bats where he couldn't quite execute the pitch and it'd be a foul ball or, you know, a soft contact and player, you know. So, I mean, his his, – aptitude of how to use his pitches and what to do has grown and um and he's starting to execute those pitches when he needs to he knows his strengths he knows his weaknesses and you know he's doing a good job at that so you know his velocity still isn't quite where it was you know when he was younger and coming up and but he's got a lot more pitchability in there so you know still trying to find the way to to find to get that velocity back um, but other than that, I mean, he's been able to pitch, and, and that's the big thing why he's having a lot more success. Big thanks to Tommy for being our pregame guest, and thanks to you for making the rally part of your day today. We've got first pitch tonight at 7.05 as the Rail Riders and the Reds AAA affiliate, the Louisville Bats, go toe-to-toe for the first time this season. Scranton Wilkesbury with some momentum coming in off a series victory, taking three of four from the Columbus Clippers. Pre-game coverage begins at 6.35 with Adam, Marco, and me on the Rail Riders Radio Network, the TuneIn Radio app, and on the MILB First Pitch app as well. I'm Adam Giardino. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Giardino, G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later tonight.